Welcome to Alphabet Scoop, episode 135. As always, I'm joined by Ben Schoen and Kyle Bradshaw. We've been off a bit. Uh, it's been a busy month, but it's all culminating into what Google is calling the Pixel Fall event. That's that, that in itself is a bit... It's a it's a pixel event. It's very explicitly a pixel event. It's not going to be sh- sh- this. Google isn't sharing the stage with anybody else. The pixel team isn't sharing the stage with anybody else, from what it seems. And I don't know uh, how how have we been liking this past the release cadence or over the past year? Basically, uh, we just we previously had the Nest cams. And then we had the Nest Hub second gen at the start of the year, uh, Pixel Buds A series, and the Pixel 5A were also individual announcements. How do we think that's working out for Google? I mean, personally, I just really have enjoyed that Google has managed to have surprises because with the, 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 fl- yeah, I, I would say that the Nest Hub, uh, minus our, our scoops, I would say that the Nest Hub with Soli was a, a complete surprise. I don't think anybody was expecting that, and nor, nor did anybody expect when it was going to be announced. I think that was fun in its own way, but with the, with the usual flurry of, of news and leaks that comes around Pixel event season, uh, normally those products just get leaked be- way before we ever even have a chance to really appreciate them. Yeah, it's, it's less of a bang. Though and it's definitely I I don't know I'm mixed on that in terms of ha- being able to announce a family of products really is a better look. Um, yeah, it's a better look I think in terms of showing like showing a commitment to hardware. I guess uh, announcing things when they're ready as has been the past year. That probably works better for teams internally, and that might be might have been a COVID consideration. But I don't know. I miss having the big show. Even last year's was still it was a lineup, and it made it made it seem that Google had a cohesive strategy across products. Yeah, but I feel like this year, if they're trying to do what they're trying to do, if they're going to do what they're trying to do with the Pixel Six, it has to be the focus. They can't divert away from it at all. The, the, the entirety of the event needs to be Pixel. That's true. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it definitely makes the impact because every other Pixel, uh, I think minus the first one, had uh, something else launched with it. Oh, the first one still had Google Wi-Fi. Um, That's true, it did. forgets that. Daydream... They just, the they weren't, they, the, kind they of. didn't leave as much of an impact, I guess. They were kind of sidelines. Yeah, that's, that's very true. They were kind of sidelines. Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, that's fair. Like the only other thing there that was, you know, important was Google Assistant. Because um, that's where it really started. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, this year we'll have Tensor taking that place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, on Tuesday, we're only really expecting three products to be announced and 
to shortly go on sale after that. Um, so the Pixel 6 and the Pixel 6 Pro. A lot has leaked since we last talked. And honestly, it might be easier to discuss what hasn't leaked yet. U.S. pricing is about the only thing I can think of. U.S. pricing. Yeah, we saw German retailers um, earlier this month, was it then? But yeah, we saw German pricing. But of course, that is minus uh, the impact of millimeter wave radios in the U.S. So that should add, I don't know, everybody's thinking $100, I guess. We don't even know necessarily if it's different between the U.S. and Europe models. I don't think that's been confirmed anywhere. Yeah, I mean, they're usually not that far off. Well, the Pixel 5 was pretty far off. That's the thing. We don't but that was know. Only yeah. because, that was only because of millimeter wave. So I assume it, the pattern would follow. It be. So it, by that logic, it would be what, 749? 749? Hmm. For the Pixel 6. That is pretty close to the original Pixel. What, 699 was it? Uh yes, I believe so. Hmm. Yeah, the U.S. pricing. Um, it would also be more in line with the iPhone 13. Is the is the bigger deal? Yeah, like it would be it would be fifty dollars cheaper. Hmm. Which Google likes to get in slightly cheaper. So I guess on the on the other end of the spectrum is the Pixel Six Pro. Is there a top price that everybody would think is ridiculous? If the 6, okay, I think the highest price the 6 can be before it's a little ridiculous is $899. But what about the Pro? Because, like, how high can they charge for the 6 Pro? Like, tops, top storage, you know, the works. 512 gigabytes. Right, well, That's the going theory. That'd be nice. I'm thinking in comparison to the rest of the landscape. The main competitor being the S21 Ultra, which is basically what the Pro is going against. It has roughly the same specs. Um, just, you know, the little differences in the processing power. Um, and then obviously the S21 has a couple more cameras. Um, that's That phone starts at $1,200. <sighs> I'm not ready for that. I would no. Starts. I starts. Yes, yeah, starts. Granted, it's Samsung, so you know. Right now, you can go and get one for eight hundred bucks. Uh. Um, I would say Google would want to keep underneath that. Um, I think the highest starting price they could do before it gets ridiculous would be eleven hundred. Eleven hundred ten ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. And. Even paying you have 100 for 128 gigs, as we're assuming, is still a bit much. Yeah, it's even making me kind of sweat a little bit. Like, I, I want to get the Pixel 6 Pro, and I, I feel like for work, I'm in a, in a way obligated to, but who that, that 1100 hertz. Well, yeah, if they're starting it at 128, which I think the last leak had shown that, then 999 would be a smarter uh Starting point because I think the Ultra S21 Ultra starts at 256. Yeah, so these price points, it's it's might might be a bit hard to 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 take for some people. Yeah. But from what we've seen, I don't think they, I don't think they would because 
yes, the Pixel 5 was very cheap in a in a sea of very not cheap devices. Um, but it was also very much underpowered compared to all of them. The mm-hmm. Pixel 4 was kind of the teller. It was what it started at 799 and went up to 900. Realistically, if the Pro is $200 more <clears throat> and, you know, it's hitting 1100 bucks, I think you can argue you're getting $200 more out of that phone than you than you are the 4XL. So, on speaking of that, from what we've seen the leaks, do we think all everything we've seen so far justifies that price? I know it's obviously hard to analyze something this early, but our, the features we're seeing, let's start with the camera. Um, we uh, One of the more recent leaks said it's taking this, the new sensor, the new main wide sensor, is capturing 150% more light compared to the Pixel 5. Is that going to be... Is, is the raw hardware and the software features on top of it, um, is that is that going to justify? Is that going to hit everything? So the, the point has been shown time and time again how the Pixel, even with its outdated camera hardware, still holds up compared to the competition. Um, but it recent phones, especially from Samsung, kind of do show how the newer hardware uh, makes it better. For instance, uh, Samsung, some of Samsung's newer phones with the higher resolution cameras and uh, bigger physical sensors, uh, they let in more light, so they don't need to work as hard to get uh, good low light shots. And they also have more natural bokeh, which looks it just makes a better looking photo. Uh, and if the Pixel adopts that and adds its software on top of it, it's just a honestly, you can just imagine how much further that could go versus where they stand today. Cause you can do a lot with software, but when it comes to camera hardware, it, it, you can't defeat the laws of the physics of the camera hardware and having a sensor that is significantly larger and has more uh, resolution is just going to result in a better photo. Yeah, that's, it's promising. It's promising. So, in terms of these features that they're building on top, I guess we're giving Google the benefit of the doubt that they can execute on with this new sensor and that it won't take them a year or something to calibrate, that they'll hit it right out of the gate. But in terms of these features, uh, Google showed off uh, one of the leaked marketing materials, showed off a magic eraser. And this um about letting you quickly remove um, people or objects in the scene. Um, I think that'll be one of the more... It definitely seems like Google's going to advertise that, but I think it's it's slightly less ambitious than removing a fence. But I think this pinpoint removals are going to be quite handy. Yeah, it is definitely less ambitious, but it also is... For a lot of people, this is going to be like one of the most amazing things he's ever seen. It's basically, it's basically automated Photoshop on your phone. This is ridiculous. See, I'm just wondering though, do the photos have to be, have to have been taken on the pixel six is, or yeah. can it just, is it just running on the pixel six is uh, machine learning? You know, this is running, is this just a tensor powered feature and therefore any photo will do? Uh, I don't know. 
I assume it's like taking the micro, the micro shaking of the micro shakes of your hand, the miniature movements, the minuscule movements of your hand. And probably that's somehow factoring to know what to remove correctly. It's a good question because they do say it's in Google Photos that is how it works. Makes me wonder if we could one day see the Magic Eraser show up as one of those uh, Google One or Pixel exclusive features of Google Photos. I guess that depends on if they're going to be doing it on device or in the cloud. That's that's the question. It's got to be on device. Well, yeah, but if it's on device, then they probably won't port it. Yeah. Because it's probably using all the AI stuff that uh, Osterlo and others have been teasing. Um, So face debugger is another thing. Um, Debugs your face, uh, sharpens it. Um, Motion mode, which adds extra depth to um, set images of motion. They showed off a Ferris wheel in the background of an image still spinning. I think that's going to be delightful. Yeah, I mean, we had been seeing stuff like that. If I'm thinking of the right thing, we had been seeing that since, what, the Pixel 3? Or 4? Mm. Yeah, motion mode. One thing that hasn't been discussed in the marketing material that we haven't seen yet are the video features. And that's a bit suspicious in terms of these market, marketing materials are the final thing. They're going, they're, they're what's, they're what's, they're, they will be the, basically the Google Stories thing come Tuesday. So why is there no mention of video yet? That is concerning. I wonder if it's going to be available in a coming update. Um, in recent years, Apple has, on the Pro phones, they have definitely shipped um, soft camera-rated features after the fact, after launch. So I wonder if we're looking at that kind of situation with the Pixel 6. People will be disappointed if it, if it is. I would also be surprised if nothing video related comes at launch. Cause even back uh, in August when they first started teasing it, uh, they had shown off that demo where uh, tensor was applying HDR effects to every frame of the video to improve the quality. If they had that working, then I'd have to imagine they're going to ship that at launch. At least that. They have to, if not, the reviews will be cut, will be totally covered by how, Maybe the Pixel 6 has an excellent camera, but it still doesn't compete on the video front. They have to know that's coming yeah. if they don't hit it right on the dot. Or even if they don't preview it. I think they have to have at least one video feature ready to go. So, hmm. And if it is just applying HDR like that, that's still incredible. Just it, it is so the incredible. sound of that is incredible. Yeah, technical feat. So let's see, moving from the camera, basic specs, uh, faster charging. Yes, uh, which has been a trend in Android for a couple of years now is just boosting charging speeds from, you know, the basic 15 to 20 watts to some of these phones now have 120 watts, which is insane. Google is a little more conservative. They're going to do 30 watts over USB-C, which is it's definitely going to be a big increase because that's almost that's 
almost twice what they had. Uh, 18 watts, yeah. yeah. It's a big shift from them going the opposite direction with uh, adaptive charging. So instead of charging faster, you just charge slower. Mm. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see how they apply adaptive charging to the faster charging. Because, you know, the advantage of the faster charging is just using it uh, when you need it, when you need that quick boost. But then, you know, overnight, you might not want it to charge that quickly. So it'll be interesting to see if they have, if adapting char- adaptive charging uh, helps you not charge as quickly as you need to overnight. In terms of uh, wireless charging, um, there's a new Pixel Stand Elite. It looks very homey in Google's Nest Speaker kind of language. Does it? Um, it has active charging? Yeah, I think it does. The back, the curved back seemed very, the curves seemed very homey to me. Mm. Could almost be covered by fabric. Well, the backside. It just, it doesn't look like anything Google has made before. It's a very strange looking gadget. It's, uh, it doesn't fit with the previous Pixel stand. I don't know, maybe maybe the, the design language makes sense when I see it in person and I see an actual Pixel 6 Pro mm-hmm. on it. But it just doesn't fit in my mental model of what Google accessories look like. I don't think the first Pixel stand really ages well. It's it's very utilitarian in terms of yeah, it just looks it's they just designed it as much design as it needed and not much yeah, else. I'll give you that. It it looked good with the Pixel three and stopped looking good after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. very quick. Yeah. And as a reminder, they used to advertise the the first so both of them have dual coils. And it's interesting how for the original Pixel stand, they advertised as allowing you to watch a landscape video. Oh, yeah, that's actually smart. Yeah. Which I'm sure applies to the current one as well. But yeah. Well, I think the other thing that they uh, advertised it as in, the, in that recent leak was uh, being able to use it with your Pixel Buds. Which is, yeah. which is funny for multiple reasons. For one, the original Pixel stand could not charge the Pixel Buds unless they were upside down. So they're basically fixing that. But also, the A-series doesn't have wireless charging, and the original Pixel Buds are discontinued. So, kind kind of a pointless addition for the moment. It's honestly amazing that that the Pixel Buds A-series doesn't fit in the same case as the original Pixel Buds, as the second-gen Pixel Buds. Yeah, that one pin was such a weird removal. So weird. But yeah, um, I, I guess if you really wanted to read into it, other wearables are definitely there for the taking. So I don't know if you'd want to charge your watch that way. I don't know. Maybe you would. You would want. Yeah. You would want to. I don't know. Mag side mag, by side, safe duo or something like that. Yeah, it's it's a bit curious. But yeah, uh, that's sweet. Um, on the software front, on the software front, um, two at least two two sources have said that it's getting five years of updates, partitioned to four major Android OS releases, and an extra year of security patches. 
So that that should be very much kickstarting it. But um, Samsung already does what quarterly security for enterprise devices. Is that how they get? So away? Samsung does. Uh, they do three years of monthly updates for flagship phones. And then they will drop that phone to a quarterly schedule for at least one more year. And sometimes they get a biannual schedule after that. But generally speaking, it's three years monthly and then quarterly after that. Uh, And then budget phones are either monthly for two years and then quarterly and then uh, biannually. And then the lowest lowest one is just quarterly off the bat for like a year and then biannual after that. Unless you're the Galaxy Note 8, then you just get dropped at some point. Well, the Note, no, the Note 8 did get, it got three years of uh, monthly and then it got, or it got two years of monthly and then two years of quarterly. Okay. I must be thinking of something else then. So yeah, um, other features in the software front, um, at a glance, it's it's getting more. You'll be able to show actionable information up there, which is nice. Um, there's been a mention of face unlock that we've seen in the security hub, and I guess Google's doing um, just regular photo-based face unlock. I I assume they're running some kind of machine learning algorithms or whatever, or maybe trying to discern depth, but. I'm very curious how much, one, if they advertise it, and two, how good it is, how good it works, or how secure it's treated. Yeah, it is It is shocking to me to see that on the on this phone, just because they made such a big deal out of the hardware in the Pixel 4. Mm-hmm. That was just them looking for a way to justify solely, though. Honestly, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe the camera's, like, face sharpening tools are used here somehow to improve the face unlock they could maybe say but i don't know yeah and we all thought when the pixel 3 had two cameras two front-facing cameras that that was somehow involved for face unlock but never revisited never ever revisited that concept honestly that was one of my favorite front-facing cameras just because like oh can't get everybody in the selfie whoop done it is the Pixel 3 still can claim the widest selfie camera ever. What was the, the filter? 97 degrees. Okay, well, this will be close. One of these marketing sites said the Pixel 6 Pro will be 94 degrees. Hmm. But, but Almost. this Almost. okay, so this, I thought this was a very weird uh, restriction on that. It's 94 degrees if you take the shot with raw mode turned on. Oh, of course. That's a really weird restriction, and I don't understand so it. What's, so what's the effective wide angle? Mm, that is suspicious. It, well, what's weird to me is that they called out in marketing that it's uh, 94 degrees, but then put that in an asterisk. Like, if it's not the constant, what? It, why are you not going to mention what the constant is? And why is it only on the Pixel 6 Pro? Well, it was only I'm on sure. the Pixel 6 Pro's page. It may apply to the 6 as well. It just wasn't mentioned on the page. I think uh, the latest is that the Pixel 6 has the lower megapixel count. Oh, that's a shame. 
which I'm sure that will be the big discussion um, next week and going into the future, whether the pro really deserves its designation outside the camera. But there are clear differentiations here in a way that people who appreciated the the, um, the regular Pixel on the XL being the basically the same phone will not appreciate Google going to Pro anymore. But yeah, um, let's see. What else is there in terms of pure hardware? I wonder how much Google will go into Tensor specs come Tuesday. The, the, the marketing tagline is 80% faster performance compared to the Pixel 5, but I really do wonder what it act, what that actually, how that actually applies. I feel like they won't focus on the raw performance as much as they will the AI stuff that it's doing and the camera stuff that it's doing. It's a shame because I, I'm sure they want to talk about their fancy new chip, but I wonder what kind of how the the format of a live stream of one live stream will. Um, whether that allows them to do it or whether they just do a blog post down the road on Tensor. So that'll be interesting to see. I mean, do they normally talk about the Qualcomm performance? You know, I mean, I guess they kind of have to because now this is their chip's performance. So I guess that makes some sense. Uh If they did. Yeah. Yeah, it would. So let's see. There's this... Going room about the Pixel Pass, uh, Ben? Yeah, so the Pixel Pass is supposedly a program that will allow Pixel buyers to combine their phone payment, their Google Fi network payment, their YouTube Premium or YouTube Music, and then Google One and uh, device insurance uh, and Google Play Pass all under one bill. Uh there's a lot we don't know about this. We don't know if it gives any sort of discount. Uh, all we know is it's, I think it's US only it's to start. Uh, that cannot scale. And it it seems like it's something that's mainly targeted to people switching from an iPhone. Because those people are, are much less fine. likely to have YouTube services and Google storage and play sure, and all that sure. stuff. But the Google One, sorry, the Google Fi to me is so limiting in terms of international variability. It's yeah, they're advertising the the cell service too prominently. In my okay, mind. well, it does seem to be uh, not a require. Like nothing seems to be a requirement in the bundle. Like it, that's not going to be confusing. Yeah, no, that's that yeah, makes it that makes it even worse. Is that it's not one set thing. Like it it seems modular because the way it was yeah. phrased was that it yeah. was you know, YouTube premium or YouTube music, which are two different subscriptions. And, you know, you could add, uh, all these, it's like, it's, yeah, it just seems a little too confusing for a lot of people. It's, it's yeah. Okay. Let's just talk about the U S <laughs> play pass is pointless. Mm-hmm. Should like it's, it, yeah. yeah, it's, <sighs> It should have been. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it should compelling. be both. Like honestly, yeah. But Play Pass is not like a selling point because it's well, it's really not that useful. Okay, it, it's useful Did to you ever some redeem people. Your thing? I never redeemed it 
for the past few years when they offer. I used it. I used the free trial and that was, it. I'm going to disagree with you because I, I used my free trial not that long ago. And I was like, all right, well, let me just, I, I used it for one thing. I think I wanted to play with Tasker and I just played with some other apps that are on there. Same, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. two years ago. So- it was Tasca. I was like, let me try this out. <laughs> and th- th- then I was like, wow, I have all all these other apps to check out. And there's actually a fairly compelling library. Like I was able to play a little bit of um, uh, The Legend of Bumbo, which is a game I've been meaning to buy and just haven't gotten around to. There's there's a lot of games that are a lot of games and things to do on there. And if you are, as you said, someone who's coming over from an iPhone and you want to get your apps and everything. And especially if you're oh, used there, to, there is no comparison. You know what? I do there take, no I do take it back just for that one point because this is aimed at iPhones that it makes it insanely compelling. No, no. Arcade has a, so much. Agreed. But it's only game, but it's only games. Think about it. If this is people joining Android for the first time, restarting their library from scratch, it's a whole lot easier to have play pass and pay a couple bucks a month, then rebuy all these apps. Not even pay a couple okay. bucks a month. But it's included. The, the market audience, the audience, I, the audience that would be interested in Play Pass, I, and I, I feel like the average iPhone user just uses the big apps. Maybe they have one or two games they want equivalents of. But let's be honest, those are free games. Well, no, but that's the thing. It, it, it like it opens up the Play Store to them to where they don't have to pay for basically anything important like it is uh, it is impressive how big the library for play pass is the 800 apps yeah that's a lot of content so i for that reason it is compelling i just it is just a question of who is google marketing this to especially if fi ends up being a required part of it if fi isn't a required part of it and like they will push this through carriers too which of course the leak does not explicitly does not say other carriers. It says Fi or Google Store. Um, but if they were pushing this through carriers, I think it'd be pretty popular. If if they were, I, I and they may that. they may be planning to expand it. This this leak uh, just seems like it came from like a training resource, and it could have been just Google stuff. It may not have been carriers uh, or even retailers. So they could have okay, bigger plans the- for this. That's the U.S. angle, but how? Okay, out of the bunch, Google One, Storage, and YouTube—that's like the two things which I think are the most important, right? Yeah. And uh, well, also, I guess it, it also it does include the warranty, which is very nice, like the preferred care. It is nice, um, yeah, and it's. That's the other important. There's two ways of reading this first part where it says a pixel phone with the promise of regular upgrades that could be read as you get a new phone every once in a while on this subscription, or mm-hmm. it's just talking about the phone gets a lot of updates. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that one, but it, the same. So time, it's hard to tell. Why would it be included in the subscription description? Yeah, no, it's most likely that, you know, you'll be able to switch your phone every year or two, but then it's like, how there has to be some sort of contract in place or something such that you are responsible for the cost of the phone. If you haven't been subscribing for long enough to pay for the phone. The, um, the idea of having being able to just pay once and then be done with it. It's personally, as somebody who likes to buy out phones immediately, that's just antithetical. 
the idea of subscription. I agree. But for most people, I agree. There's, there's a simplicity to it. I just think the FI thing is true. Is, hmm. you know, the FI thing is ridiculous. But the fact is, especially in the US, the uh, smartphone market is very much, uh, I'm going to buy everything on a payment plan. I'm going to buy it on a subscription. So it's, yeah. Is the Pixel 6 going to see any discount on this arrangement? Are you paying for the services? Is, is, are you paying like $10 extra plus the cost of the phone every month to get those services? Or is it going to be this the same cost? In which case, why wouldn't you just buy it, buy it out? Why wouldn't you just join this Pixel Pass subscription? Or I'm just trying to see how what the cost structure is. What of these services are going to be eaten? What co- are the costs going to be eaten, or what's the what's the deal? Well, yeah, that's I think that's the biggest question because just including the four services that are name dropped: Google One, YouTube Premium, Play Pass, and Fi. Just looking at the base costs of those, that's almost fifty bucks a month. Oh, and five you actually and yeah, and, the, and that's not including data. That's up. just the base twenty dollars. Yeah, cost. I I don't think. That looks cool. Yeah, so unless they are discounting it heavily in terms of saying, hey, you know, you get your phone, you get your all your services for 60 bucks a month. I think that's the only way this looks attractive. If it's anything, if it's like $100 a month, it's this no, bad no idea. No way. <laughs> yeah, Another like book. no one, no, like people will gladly pay that without realizing it. Like they'll pay it adding up adding it up without realizing it, but they wouldn't very few people would look at here's my new phone. Here's all these services, hundred bucks a month. No, thanks. Just give me the phone. Yeah. It's I, the, the mm, trying fire. Like it just depends on how they position it. If they say it's 60 bucks plus the cost of your Google Fi data. I, I think that it's definitely not going to get a gigantic market, but it's going to get attention. Good attention, and uh, we shouldn't discount the people who just want. I just just give. Me, I'll pay you money just for just give me a phone and handle upgrades and everything else. But I'm just curious how they internationalize this with or without Fi. Well, without Fi, obviously. But yeah, it's eh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. So yeah, um, Pixel Pass. Are we expecting any wild cards? Uh, we talked about the three main products. Do we see do we see a Pixel Buds pre-announcement? Therefore, there have been no leaks, or what kind of situation are you looking at here? So it seems like there's three potential products that could be teased at this event. Uh, one of them being the uh, highly rumored Pixel Fold, which we keep hearing about, and uh, we had reported on and may it was originally scheduled for basically now. Uh, but it seems like it was probably delayed whether the chip shortage or whatever, uh, there could be pixel buds. It just makes sense to have a replacement to the originals with, you know, wireless charging, maybe noise cancellation. Uh, and of course pixel watch because Wear OS revamp, uh, and you know, having a, it, whether or not they're ready for a miniaturized version of Tensor would also be awesome. Uh, it's possible we could see teasers for those. 
Uh, it's so, it's also curious that they never mention Tensa in the context of this whale. Yeah, it is. If I don't know about you, but I would have thought wearable chip in term in the context of Qualcomm and their Snapdragon Wear developments before I would have went to a Chromebook chip. That's what they decided to. That sources decided to reveal. It, it does. It seems more like. The Tensor is a, a high-powered type of chip. I don't see why Google mm-hmm. would want to put that level of machine learning smarts into a, a wearable chip. I mean, then again, they put... Efficiency. Purely power efficiency is my mm-hmm. thinking. But I, I, we haven't talked about the Chrome, um, Tensor and Chromebook rumors, so I, we should spend a few minutes there. Um, the rumor said it would be available in 2023, um, a Tensor-powered Chromebook. It did not say Pixelbook, so we'll go into that. But, okay, here's my thinking. If the Tensor is going to be a great, great chip, uh, if it's even a fraction of what the M1 can deliver, the, the scale of a Chromebook, it's the scale of how many Pixelbooks they'll sell is not a lot. Even, I don't... Th- Mass market, it's not going to be a mass market product, the Pixelbook. It's a flagship for a reason. It could be that they have plans beyond just the Pixelbook for that chip. Uh, as you said, the report did not specifically mention Google made. They just said the chip was going to be Google made. They could license it out to their partners. That would be so much more exciting. Yeah, that would be huge. That would be exciting. And it would make sense because it would give Chromebooks a more definitive future than they have right now. Because right now, you know, there's a bunch of chips competing and also uh, there's just so much variance in the market, even though these things are ridiculously popular having, you know, a uh, kind of a reference to go to would, it would help kind of help push things along. I think it's so tricky though, because they just, just got Snapdragon onto the platform finally for better or worse, but, and MediaTek has been making big moves in the arm sector of Chromebooks. It, it would be, it would put a bad taste in the mouth of partners for them to put out such a reference chip that, that a tree, tree letters. O P one. Hmm. That's true. This was the rock chip, right? Am I thinking of something uh, else? What, what did you say? Rock chip? Am I thinking of something else? O P one is Google's so it's what security chip? I think certification. No. What am I thinking? Remember of? with the Sam's, the Samsung, the original, the Samsung foldable? No. Okay, I've, I have forgotten the exact model too. But it was a certification program for chipsets that Google was kind of like making a big deal about for two seconds. Oh, yes, it was that foldable Chromebook that came, that had the Pro version. The Chromebook Plus. Black. Yeah. Yes, the Chromebook Plus and the Chromebook Pro. Or I forgot which the order. But one of those had an ARM chip that was had OP1 certification. And it seemed like Google was going to certify chips that work with Chromebooks, ideal for Chromebooks and Chrome OS, but that never went beyond one generation. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure that's been in more devices since. Maybe a handful, but just that's still one generation. I thought it was only ever one device. It was at least on an Asus tablet since. That sounds... I stand corrected. That sounds familiar. But yeah, it made, they never made a big deal about 
but we were all excited about the possibility of chip Google pushing chip development for clones, mm-hmm. but that never went anywhere, obviously. Oh, well, it's but yeah. Maybe they have ideas we haven't thought of yet. In hopefully, they yeah. Know. But yeah, this should have been a Chromebook year. Yes, it would. Yes. By schedule, this would have been the the, the next Pixelbook year. And the Pixelbook needs yeah. a replacement. God. The original one the is... Pixelbook. And the Pixelbook Go is just okay. boring. The Pixelbook is... it's The original Pixelbook, I... How, what do we think of the design like a few years later? Honestly, get four years slim down the bezels and it still looks, it still looks better than most laptops out there. Yeah. I don't think it ages well. I think it, I I think it's one of the best looking laptop designs I have ever seen. It just has, the bezels are too big. That's the only problem. I will give it uniqueness, but I, I do not feeling it. Maybe if it had different bezels, a larger trackpad and they got rid of the rubber thing, maybe. I'm not feeling it right mm. anymore. Rather. It's definitely the best convertible I've ever used. Like I have never had something that actually truly felt like a tablet when I converted it. It is rock solid. Yeah. It is rock solid. The build is incredible. I'll give them that as well. You know, I honestly, if they still just took that exact same design and just thinned out the bezels and yeah, I take a look or a trackpad too. Um, mm. And re-released it with a Speakers. new chip. Yeah, and speakers would be nice. Speak- they definitely figured that out speakers on the go. Have- but it's the, such a good laptop. Pixelbook has the worst speakers. As our colleague Damien complains about the Pixel 5 display <laughs> speaker, the Pixelbook is horrible for audio. Yes, but the Go was amazing. Yeah. The Go like blew me away with how good it was. I, I am sometimes fearful that... That that's the direction they're going to end up taking. The go uh, is, yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Um, let's see. Let's round out some things quickly. Um, Pixel Watch, no, not enough weeks. Yeah, uh, it's, not enough weeks. it only leaked the once from the one source. Like Prosser leaked it, and yeah. no one else. Well, Sorry, Max Max yeah. Weinbach did say it a few times. He recently said he thinks it was delayed. Uh, okay, that's fine. And I which can, I, can I that. yeah, I I think not discrediting Prosser. Yeah, just just you know, delayed. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. Yeah, no, I, I I definitely buy that it was planned, especially with Wear OS three. I definitely buy that it was definitely planned. But yeah, it's it's definitely not coming next week. They may show a teaser. I think that would be a reasonable thing to consider. It's within the realm of possibility, but it's not likely. I don't think a teaser even. I think it with the way that they've been handling hardware, I don't think they're going to tease the Pixel Watch. It's it's No, I don't think so. It would take too much attention away. Speaking of taking attention away, they can the Pixel Fold would absolutely take away any attention from the Pixel 6. Yeah, it'd kill sales right out the gate. Yeah. What is a Pixel Fold? Yeah. No, yeah. it wouldn't. It, it, if Samsung has spent three generations and they still can only shave off two hundred dollars off the price, there's no way Google releases a Pixel Fold for under two thousand dollars. I think there's an enthusiast market that'll see the Fold and say, "Yeah, I'll wait." Yeah, yeah, but those people aren't the ones Google's after for the regular phones. That's true. That's true. 
It would no teasing the pro is. I think about it like this: when uh, not not this year, but the previous year with the Note Twenty Ultra, Samsung took the end of that event, teased the Fold Two. It didn't really hurt the Note Twenty. It's a it's a totally different market. Um, which you know, it's yeah. I'm sure there's a few people who would hold off, but it's we're talking about the potential of hundreds of dollars of difference. Like I said, Sam's if Samsung can't make a foldable viable for that in that style for under eighteen hundred dollars, there's no way Google can do it for under two thousand. Of this, what's more likely if if anything we get get the piece? I think the fold over the watch. Like, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because mm-hmm. it would make sense. It would make sense in the context of Tensor. Yeah, in the context of Tensor. If it wants Tensor, it should. I would, yeah, I would have to it's, imagine it's it, it should. It should. All of the yeah. all of the bird code names that we've seen suggest. I mean, it's too early to to call a pattern, of course, but it suggests that uh, everything's moved on to Tensor now. That's 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 a good start to Google. So yeah. Um, that is a preview of the Pixel Fall event, which could have a better name. Tune in Tuesday, 10 a.m. Um, we'll be covering it every single thing. We'll be chronicling every single announcement. And in the coming days, we will be detailing everything that comes out from these phones. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll, you can hear our thoughts uh, next week. Where we'll be discussing the event actually after it actually takes place but until then you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms such as google podcasts pocket cast apple podcasts and itunes and you can listen on our site at 9to5google.com if you wish thanks for tuning in and thanks to kyle and ben for joining me we'll see you all next week bye see ya bye, bye.